I'm Jessica Ladd, and you're listening to the Inspired Weekly Podcast, episode 14, Curiosity for Better Connections. Hey guys, it's Jessica. Welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Weekly Podcast. How are you guys doing today? How was everyone's weekend? I am actually recording this on a Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. <laughs> I had a great weekend myself, though. Uh, I just got back from Michigan after a four-day stay. And, of course, we drove back home all day yesterday, which was Monday. And I just wanted to be present with my family during that time. So, needless to say, I did not prepare any show material in advance So I sat down last night and put together this episode for you guys. I mostly knew what I wanted to talk about a week ago, so it was kind of just a matter of getting it out of my head and writing it all out on paper. And I really think it's perfect timing, this topic we are discussing today. I've titled it Curiosity for Better Connections because I just spent a wonderful time with my family and... My topic before was going to be connection or staying connected, and it just so happened that I made a trip up north and got to spend some time with the people I love. So before we dive into all the goodness of today's show, I want to share with you a personal story about how I applied thought work in my own life recently. I feel like it is super helpful to hear about firsthand experiences using this technique because even though our circumstances may be much different, I feel a lot of the time it's really easy to relate to other people's stories and it really helps us connect better with them. So part of the work I've done in the past six months or so is learning to self-coach. And it's definitely something I plan to teach all of my future clients because it's really important stuff, you guys. Like, for real, it is. So this self-coaching can be best described as doing a thought download. I've talked about this before, but it is essentially taking all of the crazy mess of thoughts in your mind and putting them on paper. I will be the first to tell you the power of just writing it all out, it really does work. Anyway, the best part of this process is that I get to see what thoughts are working for me and which ones I'd rather let go. Because frankly, those aren't the ones getting me the results I want in life. And really, this exercise is helping me tap into my thoughts throughout the day so I can become more aware of my thinking and what that thinking is creating for me. If you've listened to, I'd say, the past few episodes, then you know that my family is moving soon. We are under contract to sell our house and to buy a house. And of course, you can probably imagine I've had <laughs> I've had a lot of thoughts about this. And don't get me wrong, mostly excited ones. But there was, however, one thought that crept up into my mind. It came to me as we put our things into storage while we repainted rooms and As we rushed to prepare for pictures, my thought was, oh, we have plenty of time. It'll take several months to find the perfect buyer to come along. We won't get any offers for a while, I thought. 
Not really sure, but my brain really so badly wanted to believe that this thought was true. Mostly because I still wanted to visit Michigan before we moved, which is something I wanted to do. And let's face it, I feel sad that we are leaving our very first house that we ever bought in Tennessee. So thinking that it would take several months to find the perfect buyer seemed to make sense at the time. Believing it created the future result that I wanted. But what I noticed, though, is that it created unrealistic expectations. I only believed it to be true. So I dug into the thought that it would take months to sell our house and got curious about why I chose to believe this. All I came up with was... There are certain things I would consider negative about the house that might deter buyers. But these are things I find negative. Was it true that all buyers would be deterred? Nope. Someone else might look over them and say, no big deal, right? Is it true that it will take several months to sell? Nope. It could take only a day and the perfect buyer could come along. After I let go of thinking that buyers would walk away because of negative things, I felt much better. I got into this mindset and I trusted that no matter what, it would happen exactly the way it was supposed to. I turned my focus on what they might find appealing. I mean, we worked our butts off in this house. The entire inside is remodeled and surely someone would love and appreciate all of that. Then I started to think, yeah, it may take a while to sell, but it also might be the first couple that walks through the door who makes an offer. I learned that I didn't have to focus on the negative because that was really stressing me out. You know, the fact that there are some things that maybe a buyer wouldn't like about our particular situation. But I was making it stressful because of what I was choosing to think. Now, I realize that probably not all of you are experiencing this same thing, but at one point or another, we all have something in our lives we think should be different. Most of the time, how it should be is never really how it is, right? I want to offer here that fighting against reality, thinking that things should be different than they are, Those ways of thinking don't really serve us in the long run. So I want to recommend that you should evaluate your thoughts too, just as I did, and decide if they're worth keeping. Because maybe the result, like the stress and the overwhelm I was feeling from thinking of people being deterred, is creating something you would rather let go of. You get to choose, and I believe that you know best because you are the expert of your own life. I know this to be true, that circumstances and people won't change just because we don't like the results. It just is what it is. But we have the power to change our thoughts about these circumstances, about people, and about ourselves. I talked about this in a previous episode. We get stuck in a should cycle. It should be this way. He should be different. I should be more like this. And one thing I want to point out is to look for the shoulds in your thoughts. Write down exactly how you feel. 
Because just doing that will give you a new perspective and it could be just what you need next time. I always connect and resonate with a message more when the person is sharing a real life experience. So I hope that my personal story has helped you in some way. And being curious about our thoughts and how our minds work is really just the tip of the iceberg. In today's show, we will talk about what curiosity is, why it's important, and how to add curiosity in your everyday life. So what is curiosity? Well, the Google Dictionary says it's a strong desire to know or learn something. And I'll tell you guys, curiosity is my jam, okay? (laughs) This year has proven that to me because I love researching and reading, especially in this weird pandemic year of 2020. It's really been a year of making and moving and trying, asking why, and most importantly, growing. Now, you've heard me talk about curiosity before, especially in the realm of thought work. You know, our thoughts are probably the most important aspect of life to understand and of what it means to be human. But in order to do this, we have to approach it from the angle of curiosity rather than judgment. When we are curious about what we think, we ask questions, right? A lots and lots of questions. We strive to dig deeper than just knowing that our thoughts are sentences in our brains. We investigate why we have a thought, what it made us feel, and whether or not it's worthy of holding on to. When we become more curious and aware of our thoughts, we get to know ourselves better. This is exactly what can happen in other areas of our life, too, when we learn to adopt a curiosity mindset. Have any of you guys heard of the Human Library? It's online, and it's something I recently discovered. And the idea behind the concept of the website is that they interview real people, then they open up the conversation to the viewers. So essentially, the person who's being interviewed becomes like an open book. You know, it's this push and pull and learn and grow kind of experience. And it's like a book, right? It's like you've picked a book right off of the shelf to learn different topics. And I absolutely love this idea. I don't even know how I've not discovered this sooner. But even just the play on words is very powerful. Because we all know ourselves to be judgmental creatures. We think we can figure out a person just by looking and observing. We think we can read people like a book. And we often judge a book by its cover. But we're never really interested or curious about what exists beyond the surface. So part of my discussion today is the importance of curiosity and how it helps connect us with the world, with others, and with ourselves and possibly in ways you've never thought about before. In previous shows, I mentioned that thoughts create our feelings, feelings influence the action we take or don't take, and that action produces the result we end up with. Todd Cashton of George Mason University says, What we know from science is that our greatest regrets don't come from trying and failing, but not approaching at all. That inaction bothers us more. In other words, it's much better to come from a place of curiosity 
Because if we are constantly judging what's going on around us, other people, or ourselves, chances are we block a lot of our ability to make progress or change. We don't move. And we miss the opportunity to take action and create the outcome we desire. Knowing all of this, if we observe our world, our thoughts, others, and ourselves from a place of curiosity, then it's more likely we'll build a life we actually want. Because when we're curious, we grow, we learn, we connect, we relate, and we open up to other possibilities around us. So it seems then that if we want to grow and we want to learn and connect and relate and open up to other possibilities around us, it's kind of sounding like curiosity is pretty important, right? But why? Why is curiosity so important? Well, my first thought is that it leads to stronger and deeper relationships. The way I see it, we are built for connection. But in this world, the world that glorifies busyness, it's no wonder that so many of us feel lonely. We are busier now than we ever have been before. We go through the motions each day, spinning on that never-ending hamster wheel, and God forbid anyone gets in our way to ask us how we are doing. Because you bet, we will immediately go to our default response, I'm good, because that's how we've always answered, right? When we simply say, I'm good and change the subject, we are missing opportunities to connect with others. We are afraid if we spill the beans of how we are really doing, we will be judged. Or the thought of not enough time gets in the way, so we ask, how are you, just to be polite, instead of being genuinely interested in getting to know another person. And yet, we crave connection at our core. But society today has made that nearly impossible to do. But we are human. We want to know that we belong to something bigger than ourselves. We have a desire to connect with people on a deeper level than what's on the surface. This, my friend, is where curiosity comes in. As I said in the beginning of the show, when we are curious, we ask questions. We have a desire to know or learn something. So what happens when you're curious about someone? You will actively listen to that other person, right? You develop a sincere interest in what they have to say when they share their life experiences with you. And that is the best news. Because I don't know about you, but there is nothing better and nothing that connects and builds more trust in a relationship than a person who feels heard and valued. When you are interacting with another person from a place of curiosity rather than judgment, they can feel it. They can sense your genuine approach, especially when you truly want to understand them and who they are as a person. And by connecting and building trust with others, you open the door to stronger, deeper, and more meaningful relationships. Number two, curiosity leads to a clearer mind. When we constantly judge our thoughts rather than viewing them from a place of curiosity, the mind tends to get a little fuzzy. I'm sure we've all been there. Think of looking in a mirror after you get out of the shower. 
The steam has created a fog on it, making it hard to see anything. It basically skews your perspective. But when you clear away the haze and fog of your thoughts, something amazing happens. You begin to see things a little differently. The clarity that comes from this new perspective will help us see things just as they are. You know, it is what it is. (laughs) It's exactly what we need to approach others and ourselves with kindness and compassion instead of judgment and criticism. And as the old saying goes, just be kind. It tells us to be understanding of others and their situations. And I know from experience, we could all use a lot more of that in our lives for sure. Number three, Curiosity leads to better understanding. Just as we can understand our thoughts more from a place of curiosity rather than judgment, we can also, instead of judging others or ourselves, we can ask questions and understand where people are coming from. We show empathy toward others' emotions and feelings. And I have to be honest, empathic curiosity isn't taught to us in school. It really does come from experience. For example, if you're judging your child's behavior and think it should be different than the way it is, it might help to understand where they are coming from and what might have caused this behavior to happen in the first place. Because kids are human too, right? They have thoughts that create feelings. They have feelings that influence their action or inaction. And ultimately, that produces the results that we see play out in real life. So understanding and being curious helps us discern whether we are being reactive or responsive to others' behavior. And lastly, number four, curiosity leads to self-awareness. Remember at the beginning when I said I do a thought download daily? Well, that exercise is doing exactly what we've talked about today, evaluating our thoughts about criticism or judgment, and instead becoming more self-aware with curiosity. Curiosity of ourselves encompasses many things, questioning our beliefs, our thoughts, and perceptions of life. And many times our perceptions come from judgment, and we go on assuming something that in the long run creates unnecessary suffering for us. An example of this is a story about my thoughts of going to Michigan. My belief was the trip would be miserable because the kids always fight. That being my son and his two cousins. This thought, the kids always fight, created stress and overwhelm for me to the point where I don't even want to think about going. (laughs) Yes, thoughts can be this powerful, my friend. But this time, when I made a last-minute decision to go up north, guess what? Yep, that thought came back. But I decided this was my chance to evaluate my thoughts on a deeper level, getting curious why. So, do the kids always fight, I asked myself? No. Because I observed this for a while when we got up there, and the kids don't always fight. In fact, they have fun with each other, I told myself. As I sat by the bonfire, watching them roll down the hill, laughing, running around, and eating s'mores, talking about how they love their marshmallows roasted. My point here is that curiosity will help you discern what's true. Do kids fight? Sure they do. 
always? No. We have to be willing to see outside of the thoughts, creating fear within us. And look at what is happening right in front of us sometimes. Okay, we discussed so far what curiosity is and why it's so important. So, how can we build a life with stronger relationships, a clearer mind, better understanding, and heightened sense of awareness? Well, that's what I want to talk about next. How to add more curiosity in your life. Number one, break from routine. With all the go, go, go daily to-dos, why not do something out of the ordinary? Have a meeting outside, take a shower at midnight, or read a book on a park bench. Change it up a little bit. Adding more white space to our days by breaking routine invites and embraces curiosity. It cures boredom, and it helps us to see life from a new perspective. This will open you up to trying new things and making deeper, more meaningful connections with friends and family. Okay, number two, unplug. My friend, there is nothing new on that phone you're holding, except maybe this podcast episode. Social media will always be there. Let's face it, it's an always-on world. I want to recommend and offer here that you take time to sit with your thoughts a few minutes a day. We can disconnect and unplug from what's going on outside of us and reconnect and recharge with our inside world. Trust me, friend, those quiet moments are totally worth it. Number three, way to add curiosity into your life is embrace uncertainty. We discussed last time that uncertainty brings up a lot of uncomfortable feelings within us. But when we embrace the discomfort, it's like we are becoming more aware and more curious about ourselves and our thoughts in that situation. Like, why am I uncomfortable right now? What is this bringing up for me? Again, curiosity is the next normal step that happens for us when faced with uncertainty. Embracing it will naturally lead to curiosity. Number four, ask questions and lots of them. Be open to a childlike mindset. Why, why, why? But the grown-up version, why did this thought come up? Why do I think this about her? Why do I think the way I do? Why do I feel blank right now? Questions are the catalyst for the curious. We don't know what we don't know. The only way to find out is to investigate, ask questions, observe, and reflect. Number five, read and then read some more. You would think that in our world of social media, that curiosity would be totally easy. And I get it. It is. We read everything we see in the news, on Instagram, and heavens to Betsy, the newest meme. But when I say read and read some more, I mean books and articles. Pick up a magazine on a topic you don't regularly read about. Choose a book from a section at the library you don't normally visit. Listen to a different radio station. Read a biography of someone you don't know. These things are filled with substance, and this will contribute to your investigation and wonder. Remember, there are so many ways to add curiosity to our days. And if there's one important thing I want you to take away from this episode today, it's this. 
a quote by Brian Grazer, and he said, We are trapped in our own way of thinking, trapped in our own way of relating to people. We get so used to seeing the world our way that we come to think that the world is the way we see it. So my thought on this is the fact that when we are judging others and the world around us, we often just see it from our own point of view. But when we look at the world and others and our thoughts from a place of curiosity, we are better able to build our own character and understand the world. Curiosity is an empowering thing. It enables us to find knowledge and give inspiration that leads us to create stronger and deeper relationships with people and have better connections with them. It leads to a clearer mind so that we might view life from a new perspective. It leads to better understanding so that we can learn to ask questions and and get to know people, and be able to discern whether or not we're being reactive or responsive. And lastly, it leads to self-awareness. It's that awareness that helps us evaluate our thoughts from a place of curiosity, questioning our beliefs and values and perceptions of life. And it helps us to stop the unnecessary suffering that often comes from those judgments and criticism we so often face. So, my friend, what can you be curious about in your life today? What kind of questions can you ask yourself about your thoughts, about the people around you, and about the connections you want to make going forward? I'll say this again, that we have a choice. We can choose our thoughts, and we can choose to be curious. Okay, my friend, that is all I have for you today. If you have any questions about this episode, please send me a DM over on Instagram, where I am at Inspired Weekly Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next one. 